pursuing holiness. I mean, it's a, it's a phrase that is uh, perhaps fraught with a lot of emotion for you. Maybe it's filled with a, a little bit of anxiety. Am I going to make it? Am I going to stumble through all of this? Or do you feel confident about the idea that you are in a position where you can pursue holiness as a way of life? Now, as we go through this study together and as you sit and have these conversations with your small group, it's going to be an opportunity for you to decide exactly what holiness is. For some people, the word holiness really scares them away. They think that it's going to be a, a moral standard that they're never going to attain to, or it's some kind of life that is only for people who go and live in a retreat out on a mountainside. But instead, what I want you to see is that holiness is something that happens in real life. It's at your house. It's in your neighborhood. It's right here on the street with you. Holiness is what you practice when you go to work. It's what you do when you're raising your kids or you're living out a marriage covenant with your spouse. Holiness is something that is now part of who you are as a Christian. So I don't want it to be something that scares you away as an idea that you feel like, well, I can never attain to that. But instead, holiness is now defining who you are because Christ has laid His righteous character onto you because of His work on the cross and His resurrection from the dead. And now, day by day, as you pursue a relationship with Him, you are pursuing a life that is set apart for His will and for His ways. That's really how I'll be referring to holiness as we go through the study, is how you've set your life apart. You've decided that your life is not just for the whims of the day or for whatever the current cultural realities might be, but it, you want your life to have a separate meaning, that you want it to be set apart for God to use however He wishes for it to be used. And in the very beginning of the letter of James, and that's where we're going to be for these six sessions, James talks about how if you're going to live this life, it's going to take a lot of wise and humble endurance. You're going to have to be willing to, to bear down and work through the process. And so let's start here in chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, where he says, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. It's this idea that you have to determine that you're going to really lean into the idea of faith. Holiness requires endurance of all of your heart, your mind, your soul, and your strength. It is the totality of who you are. And this reminder that you are going to experience these kind of trials. This world is not going to be easy. We all intuitively know that because we all experience it every day. When you go home and you go up the front steps of your house or where you jump in your car and you go to work or you're just going to hang out in the park with some friends, things are going to go sideways on you. And that's okay. That's the way the world works. But when you face, whether it is very serious trials, a medical diagnosis, or some tragedy in your life, or just the normal frustrations of the day, you endure because you have decided that you're going to live on behalf of the will and the way of God rather than based on your own whims. And so when you endure, then you experience the blessings of this deepening relationship with Christ. Again, here in chapter 1 of James and in verse 12, it says, Blessed is the one who endures trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. 
It's not just a, the matter that Jesus wants to see, you know, can you buck up underneath all of the weight of life? Can you really hold on to everything all by yourself? But it's the endurance of faith. It is that you have patience in what Christ is already doing in your life, that you're trusting in Him even in the midst of the hardship. See, holiness does include all of the moral and ethical decisions that you're going to make day by day, but holiness is so much more than choosing between right and wrong. It is the choice to trust in Christ for His direction in everything that you're going to face, whether it's easy or whether it is the greatest hardship that you think that you can endure. Our endurance then is going to grow where we see life through the lens of eternity. That's why endurance has to be rooted in what Jesus is doing, not in what I can do, not in what we can muster up in terms of our own personal strength. And so it helps us to connect when we'll look at James chapter 1, verses 1 through 15, all the way down to James chapter 5, verses 7 through 11. James leads us to a life that focuses on eternity rather than a life that just focuses on the details of the day. You know, think about the choice that you have today. Uh, you got up, you had to eat breakfast, you had chores that you had to do, maybe there was a, a job that you went to or you stayed home and you took care of your family. Uh, there are all sorts of things that were coming at you in all sorts of different directions. Maybe you had to fight traffic, maybe you had unexpected news. Now how are you going to look at all of those things? You've got to choose to look through the lens of eternity. You have to decide, how am I going to focus? What is it that is going to color all of my perceptions today? Because if you allow the details of the day to be the dominating force of how you see life, well then you're going to be despondent, you're going to be sad, you're going to be frustrated, you're going to get anxious when things don't quite go your way, when you can't get a good night's sleep or when you just have a bad burrito the night before, things are not going to go well. But if you look at everything in your life through the lens of eternity, what is Jesus doing to expand His kingdom? What is Christ doing to fulfill His covenant in my life? How is it that God is sending me out on His mission? When you use these kingdom motivators in your life, then suddenly you see life in a different kind of way. You can endure because your faith is deepening and it's growing. Way over at, toward the end of this book of James in chapter 5, verses 10 and 11, he says, Brothers and sisters, take the prophets who spoke in the Lord's name as an example of suffering and patience. See, we count them as blessed, those who have endured. You've heard of Job's endurance and have seen the outcome that the Lord brought about. The Lord is compassionate and merciful. You see, you tie all of the things that you're enduring right now to how God has already worked in His people before. And Job in the Old Testament is perhaps the, the most poignant of all the examples that we have. A guy who loses everything but refuses to give up because he knows that he has an advocate that is out in eternity. He has focused his faith not on the circumstance of the day, but he is looking for his Savior. And you and I do the same thing. Now Job used the, the wording advocate. Uh, he thought of someone who would stand in the throne room of God and would stand up on his behalf. And you and I know who that is. That's Jesus, our Savior. 
And so when you think about having faithful endurance that will set your life aside for the purposes of God, then focus your attention on Jesus because He's the one that the Bible describes as the author and the finisher of our faith. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's not just the one who gets you into heaven, but He's the one who wants to help bring consummation to everything in your life. He wants to be the one who finishes it all up for you. Endurance is rooted in the work of Christ, not in your own personal strength. It is found in what Jesus is already doing in your life. That's why I want you to look through the lens of eternity at the circumstances of your day. Because you want to live a holy life. You want to live a life that looks like Jesus. And in order to be able to do that, you have to look further than just what you're facing in the moment. Jesus wants you to finish well. He wants you to get to that point where you receive that crown of life, those rewards for all that He has done on your behalf. And if you will focus on Him, knowing that you are secure in your covenant of salvation that He's the author of, then He can also be the one who finishes it. So today, endure and live a holy life.